0: I have to leave. Like at this point, it's not even a when I leave because it was a when am I going to leave? But then it became like, no, I'm leaving before this year ends. And I don't think I want to take another lawyer job because going to another firm is just trading one drug for another. Um, And I can't find anything that really gets me excited. And I had to realize there's more to life than just checking boxes.
1: for you to make that leap to a more fulfilling career, Chante, welcome to the
0: podcast. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure. So I like to start sort of with everybody's origin story with the law and ask, what made you go to law school in the first place?
0: Hmm. Um, this is a funny story. Um, so a lot of my young, well, I guess, teen life, my mom told me that. She thought I was always going to be a lawyer because, as long as she could remember, I liked to argue my case and I thought I was right about everything. And <laughs> I didn't think that was true and I didn't think I was gonna be a lawyer or had no desire to be a lawyer. And then in high school I was really interested in being on student council and student government and I went one morning, I think it was like a Thursday morning, in for what I thought was a student council interest meeting. And when I got in there, there was a meeting for this thing called mock trial. Had never heard of it, didn't know what it was. And I was already in there when I realized this is not the student council meeting.
1: Uh I decided just to
0: stay in there and hear what they were talking about and ended up This is my freshman year of high school. And so ended up um, thinking it was sounded pretty cool. I read through the little trial and did like a tryout and I beat out seniors for the lead attorney role. And I was, it was just like, but it came so naturally to me, like the questions to ask. I was like, oh, well, what about this? No one pointed, you know, it came really naturally to think of the questions to ask. And Mm -hmm. I just loved it. It came as natural to me as breathing. And um. From that, again, at that time, I still didn't think I was going to be a lawyer. I just thought this is something I really loved doing and went on to compete um, for the remainder of high school in mock trial. And just um, the se- my senior no, after my senior year, I applied to college and was accepted to college as a pre med student because I thought I want to be a doctor. I want to be an obstetrician. I think it'd be so cool to deliver babies. Um, yeah. And then the summer <laughs> after, before college, I started to think, you know, I don't like science is to think like, I don't (laughs) like the sight of blood. I cry when other people cry. Maybe this, maybe who thought you should do something that you actually like. So before I actually started college, I switched everything out. I actually had gotten a scholarship for pre-med and Turned that down, went to a different school, and I went to that school solely because they were really competitive with mock trial. And so that kind of just, I really just really enjoyed it that much. It was my thing. And that's what eventually led me to wanting to go to law school, wanting to be an attorney. Um, I got to spend a summer working with shadowing an AUSA, and I thought that was just the coolest thing. Like the courtroom was even bigger than the ones we did in high school (laughs) mock trial. And, um, So that's what got me into law school was just, it started with um, going into the wrong room, but clearly it was the place I was supposed (laughs) to be um, and learning about mock trial. And that kind of piqued my interest when it came to the law and then realizing you could do something that you actually enjoy for a living, which kind of becomes a theme for my whole life. Um, And so that's what led me to the law and into law school.
1: Oh, wow. So it was sort of felt very um, sort of pervasive as to something you'd been interested in for a while. And when you got to law school, was it sort of what you had expected, given
0: your experiences with mock trial? Um, n- no, um, <laughs> I don't think there's anything you can do to prepare you for law school. I'm trying to think was legally bond yeah. out before law school. <laughs> I can't remember, but probably, you know, well, I don't know
1: when you went, but probably it was out before I went. <laughs> probably
0: before I, that was 2005 when I start my first year of law school was 2005. Um, I I can't remember now what I thought law school was going to be like. I knew it would be challenging and, but I don't think I was ready for um, the Socratic method. I wasn't, I wasn't ready for the in your face, like back yeah. to back. Um, I mean, I was ready for it. I just, I guess I didn't realize, Oh, oh this is what we're doing here. Um, yeah. I loved it. Cause again, it's that, competitive nature of me. It's that argumentative nature. It's that wanting to prove my case, but also at the same time I can flip and argue against myself. Like I loved that. Um, yeah. so yes, I was, I guess the answer to your question was no, I had no idea what I was walking into. But at the same time, it suited me well, um, as a competitive yeah. person, as a person who loves to learn, um, I loved law school. If they could take away the exams and the stress of exams, I would just, I loved, I loved outlining. I loved, I loved a lot of law school. The parts that were really stressful was just that, um, the whole exams and trying to make it into the top of the class that right. um, was like the, that's the hard part of law school. And if you don't care about that, then I, I can see how law school could be a breeze. So yeah. So, <laughs> I don't
1: even know yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think and I think that's also common that, you know, I think a lot of us who go to law school, it it's not the law school of the nineteen seventies where they like, you know, <laughs> just it people seemed very miserable paper chase era. It's sort of like I think a lot of people enjoy the process of law school mm-hmm. and learning. It's just maybe how it plays out down the line that starts to uh uh lose people. <laughs> so did you were you focused on litigation? Did you know what kind of law you wanted to practice
0: as you know you were going through law school? No, I didn't know anything. Um, <laughs> I knew like I said, I knew that I thought being in a USA was just the coolest thing because that's what mm-hmm. I had seen. I had not stepped foot into a law firm ever um before yep. my first year of law school. Um, I knew mock trial, so I knew being in a courtroom, which um these those are things that I knew, right so yeah, first year of law school. I think all I did was just study. I can't, I don't think there were any extracurricular things. Um, And the funny thing is, I ended up taking a a liking to moot court and when I actually got to law school, because for me, it was a new challenge. Mock trial was something I felt like I had conquered. I'd done time and time and time again. Um, One of my friends who I went to, I did mock trial with in college, she came to, we went to law school together also. And we did like a competition and we almost won for like the first year, like mock trial competition. We did that together. But I actually ended up trying out for moot court again because I felt like that's even more challenging. This is something a little bit different, but it still gets you in the courtroom. You have to think on your feet. And so Mm I um, did moot court most of law school. Um, I think you try out the end of your first year. So I did that second and third year. And I I think I just did mock trial, maybe more as like a one-off because again, boot court to me was kind of, it gave me that in in court on thinking on your feet, but it was a challenge. And I like challenges, right? You know, I wanted to try something that made me feel like I had to think differently. And it really did. It was very foreign and that I hadn't done anything like that before, but also familiar and that a lot of the things you can take from mock trial, you can bring into moot court. And I was also doing law review and I was a TA. So there was a lot in that second year. Um, Ooh, yeah, there was a the lot same. in that second year <laughs> that was going yeah. on. I Yeah, I did all three. Yeah, law review, moot court, and um, was a TA. So second year, like they say, they, you know, scare you to death, bore you to, or work you to death, bore you to death. Those are the three. Yeah. Those are my three experiences for first, second, and third year.
1: Oh, interesting. Yeah, that does make sense. <laughs> um, so what did you do when you came out of law school?
0: I did a federal clerkship, which I knew I wanted to do that. That was um so I I'm a person who kind of has these lists of life achievements and, you know, it was graduate at the top of the class, check, go Mm -hmm. to law school, um, make law review, do moot court, graduate, order the coif. And I checked all those boxes off and getting a a clerkship was another thing, particularly knowing Mm -hmm. that I wanted to be a litigator in some form or fashion. Um, During So after my first year, I worked at a large law firm and I got to get a taste of different parts of the law firm life. I knew the whole transactional side, absolutely did not like it just not me, not how my brain works, not what I enjoy. And yep. um, so I really enjoyed litigation. So my second year, I worked at two small boutique firms. Um, I also learned that the huge law firm life did not love that. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I so you knew that right off the bat. Yeah, That's, after my first year,
1: more than a lot of us. Did. <laughs> yeah, so
0: I did that right out of my first. So yeah. I was lucky enough to get a, a law firm job right after after first year based on 1L grades. So I, I spent the whole summer at that one place. And then the second summer I spent Clerked at two tiny, not tiny, but smaller boutique firms mm-hmm. in Atlanta, both um, that do litigation. So I knew I'd only be around people who did what I, you know, liked what I liked, and they were brilliant. I mean, these two small boutique firms were very difficult to get into, but they were. It was just working with brilliant, brilliant, brilliant people doing really complex litigation, and I loved that. And I thought that was exactly what I was going to do. But I also knew getting a clerkship was very prestigious, and again, me being a box checker. Did that. So right out of law school, I clerked for district court judge for two years. Um, That was from 2008 to 2010. Okay. And so what did you do after the clerkship? I went to a firm. And Um, I did not. So I
1: moment to be going to a firm at that time. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yes, exactly. So (laughs) both of the firms that I had, all the firms that I worked for in law school were in Atlanta. And that's where I thought I would be. But a plot twist happened. My husband got a job in Greenville. It was a lot easier then for him to get a job than me. So we came to Greenville. I did the two year clerkship thinking, okay, we'll go back to Atlanta. I was going to go and work at um, Bondurant, which was uh, one of the boutique firms that I clerked at in Atlanta. And then we were going to stay in Greenville. And it was 2010, yeah. right? So it was not an easy time to get a job. Um, right? But luckily, I had received a scholarship from this a firm that was in town. And I didn't take their offer for the they So they offer you a scholarship, and you can clerk with for them, but I just took the money and run as ran as they say you have that mm-hmm. option and so i had but I had that connection okay. I was a scholar for them when I was in law school. I had connections with them, so I leveraged that and got myself in the door at this firm here in Greenville, and I worked there up until um, I left the practice of law in September two thousand and fifteen
1: okay so how was your experience at the firm, and what was your thought process that went from okay, I'm a lawyer, I'm doing this, to I'm leaving the practice of law. Hmm. So (laughs) when
0: when I started working at the firm, it was January of 2011. And I was excited um, to like. I felt like no, this is like the real job, right? Like the clerkship felt like a great transition from law school to um, mm-hmm. quote unquote being a lawyer, because technically you're not practicing, you know, as a clerk. Um, but I had such as I had this wonderful view. It's like I started at the top, right? I as a litigator, I started at you know where the yeah. judge sits. I know how he thinks. I know what the you know the clerks are th- thinking about, because really, let's let's be real. The clerks are the ones who are making these decisions, um, and. Mm-hmm. I knew what that looked like. And so I felt like I had all these insights that I had got to see. And now I get to do something different um, work on the other side of that. So I enjoyed it to begin with. Um, I was excited. I was young. At that time, I didn't have any children. Um, And then just as time went on, things changed. I wasn't excited about the majority of the work that I was doing. I felt like it just it wasn't like the quality and the caliber of work that I was looking forward to. And I knew I would have gotten had i been at those firms that I worked for in Atlanta. Um, I didn't love some of the people that I um, had to work with, which is just that's life. So that was fine. But I think it was just this culmination of a lot of different things, creating this perfect storm, um, particularly toward the end when I knew um, beginning of 2015, I knew I got to get out of here. My relationship with my boss, my um, managing partner had changed. he became really micromanage me. Um, I saw that yeah.
1: I hate that.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was the worst. Um he, he confronted me, he yelled at me in front of my peers in the workroom because I didn't come. They they were, I think once a month or maybe once a week, there were these more early morning work before work meetings. And he and I had an arrangement that I would join those calls um or call join those meetings through calling in because my nanny didn't get to my house in time for me to, you know, get right. there. Um And that was the arrangement. But then I guess he was tired of the arrangement. And rather than communicating that with me one on one, he blew up at me when I said, Oh, I was on the call. You know, I wasn't there physically, but I wasn't on the call. And that day I was like, Well, I'm done here. So let me start looking for another job. And originally I just started interviewing for other attorney positions, but I realized none of this makes me excited. Like I'm not excited about these things. I even applied for some non attorney jobs. Um, So I think I even applied at one law firm to like, spearhead their summer associate program, take a Mm -hmm. huge pay cut. And I didn't care because at that point I was like, I don't enjoy this. This isn't fun. This isn't, I hate it essentially. Um, and (laughs) around that same time, I was also starting to kind of make bows for my daughter and that kind of turned into a business because stores started buying our stuff. And so I had this other thing that looked like I looked at the numbers. I said, Uh, "I I can make this work and actually enjoy it. Um, So it made it really easy. um, After I had a a really bad experience um, while traveling, working while traveling with family, I just told my husband on the drive home, "Like I have to leave. Like at this point, it's not even a when I leave because it was a when am I going to leave." But then it became like, "No, I'm leaving before this year ends." And I don't think I want to take another lawyer job because going to another firm Mm. is just trading one drug for another. Um, Right. And I can't find anything that really gets me excited. And I had to realize there's more to life than just checking boxes. All those things I had been doing every, every stage of my life up until that point was just about checking the boxes and doing the things that really smart people do. Right. Right. Um, And I had to realize life is more than that and make decisions that actually depended on, make decisions that actually felt good, um, for my life. And that's when, um, I knew that I was I had to leave the practice of law yeah. well, leave the law firm life and eventually and that did become leaving the practice of law because I have not um ever since
1: yeah, I mean that's a really hard you know process to go through, right, because you had spent so much of your life working towards this goal, so yeah. it must have been very difficult to to sort of shift that mentality about, okay, I I don't need to check this box. And it was, I imagine, hard to kind of walk away from the prestige of of being a lawyer. Was that like a thing for you?
0: You know, when I first left and I would introduce myself to people in like business settings, I would always lead with, I'm Shantae. Hi, I'm Shantae. I used to be or I was a lawyer and now I X, Y, and Z. I left right. that. And it just, it's almost like when you get married and you keep introducing yourself with your old name, which I also yeah. did. Um, If that's what it felt like. But I realized I'm trying to still prove that I am smart to someone. Mm-hmm. And I had to get over that. Now, yeah. literally, sometimes I forget I was a lawyer. That's how far away <laughs> it feels. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then it still was a huge part of my identity. And I had to do some real work with that and say, why do I feel the need to make that information known when talking about myself? What what does that, you know, what does that really do? Um, Do I need, first, does this actually prove that I am smart? And why do I need to prove to someone about my intelligence? So that took a lot of work and unpacking. And now, you know, I'm very proud and boldly will tell you, you know, the work that I do. and it's far more significant. It requires far more intelligence than, you know, billing hours. So right. it, the, sh- the shift in the identity has completely shifted. But when I first left, it was still a part of who I felt like I had to identify with solely yeah. because I thought this shows that I'm not just, you know, someone who just say they're going to start a business. Because I mean, if you put up a website, or if you just say I'm a business right. owner, you're a business owner, right? I wanted to show I was like, quote unquote, legitimate. But yeah. that that quickly passed away once I actually realized what I was doing went by right. introducing myself or always leading that with that part of my narrative like making that a part of the narrative once I realized that I quickly fixed that
1: yeah yeah and when you went to start your first business did you know in that moment that it wasn't just a step away but it was a permanent move yeah. or it, yeah you knew that at that moment yeah
0: i stopped going yeah. to gillies i didn't i didn't pay like renewal, but like I knew this is, yeah, this life feels better. I breathe differently. I exist differently. I have zero desire to ever go back into a (laughs) type. I can't work for anybody else. Number one, Um, it's just not, it's just not for me. And number two, I just felt a weight. I didn't realize I was carrying removed from my life and it would be very um, unwise for me to pick that back up.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that makes total sense. But it's also um it, it is hard I think to 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 sort of really make that break at as like a complete thing right at the you know, some people have to sort of transition more. And I think that each person functions differently. It's just but for you it was just done and done. <laughs> yep.
0: I'm very good at once I have decided that something or someone is out of my life, it is literally as though it never existed before. I do not have a hard time um Detaching from things that no longer serve me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about how you, you know, you had started making the bows. How did you transition that? Um, into a business, did you know about running a business how you know
0: how did you learn that? Was being a lawyer helpful in that process? yeah, I knew nothing um absolutely <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah and i'm so grateful because now I think I'm smarter than people who actually probably did go to school to study business because I learned it by actually doing and not reading um yeah. and, you know um hypotheticals. hypotheticals. I learned it from real, from real life so when I left the firm that was September, 2015. Yeah. I thought I'm just going to make these bows. This is going to be my life. I'm going to love it. And that's it. Mm -hmm. But what happened was, um, like I mentioned at that point, we were already in multiple stores. We were growing, our wholesale was growing, but I was actually doing 100% of everything. I was our marketer. I was the person making the orders. I was the person shipping the orders. I was the person buying the bows. I was the person buying the fabrics. I mean, I was everything and experience taught me you can't do that and actually grow. So yeah. that was a lesson I had to learn by doing, but I also learned how to make the bows and how to make them better and how to package. So I could then train people to then take on these different aspects. So I'm grateful mm-hmm. for that. Um, and then um, people started to hire me and call on me and ask me to teach up their students or teach them about business. And so that started this whole thing of, okay, what do I have to offer? You take for granted the things you've learned along the way. And that right. led to a little bit of business coaching and, that led to a podcast, um, which I started three years ago, where I just shared everything I knew, what I was learning. And I still do that, you know, real, very real time. You can see the evolution of me and my business. And you can also see the things that I spoke about the very first episode, which I still say are true to this day. So you can see those like foundation things. Um, yeah. And so, from there, I got to, I realized I really enjoy working with women because i I'm always gonna talk about the challenges that we face as women um, in the work that I do. so I knew I was geared toward women, and then that kind of led into talking to people about their business. I realized you can't talk about a woman's business without really talking about her life and what matters yeah. for her there, and that's when I realized. I wanted to do something that was bigger than business and beyond business and really get to the place where I'm helping women in their real lives about what really matters. Because I can tell you, if you've gotten things together in your life, it's going to pour over into your business and make you a better businesswoman. Um, so that led to creating a new company, The Best Today Brand, which focused on helping women be proactive and intentional with their time. And that, I believe, is my sweet spot. And I'm all the things I've done up until that, I think, were to prepare me For that, this company, it is what I spend most of my time on now and most proud of and just really, really work that, like I said, comes as naturally to me again as breathing. And I really, really enjoy it. But it's been an evolution of kind of starting with where I was, with what I had, and then figuring out the parts I liked, the parts I didn't, um, making the mistake of trying to do what other people did in a certain niche, thinking, oh, well, I have to do this if this is what, you know, this is what success looks like in this corner. And then realizing right. every time I tried to do that, like with life and I was trying to check all the boxes or when I'm trying to emulate what I see, it always came back to what feels right for me, me being me using the talents that I naturally have without having to put on anything else. Um, That is where I have always found the most success, the most fulfillment, the most joy and the best results. And so that's kind of where I am right now in this really beautiful spot that just feels natural to me.
1: I mean, that's amazing. (laughs) I think that's what everybody sort of uh, aspires to. Mm -hmm. But I think your story really shows that you know, you weren't sitting there being miserable at a firm and was like, you know what the perfect business for me to is going to be to run and jumped right into that. It's like, right. you kind of have to take the steps. You can't get there necessarily all at once. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's a hard thing, particularly for type A, get it done type mm-hmm. people <laughs> to accept. <laughs> but it's just part of the process. So yeah. tell us a little bit more about your Your business and what it is that that you your services and products provide?
0: Yeah, so we essentially in everything that I do, um, the common route is really helping people, women, rather, live on the other side of busy whether that's busyness in your business, busyness in your life. I always say it starts with life first anyway. And so I have a product called the Best Today Guide, which is fantastic, if I do say so myself. It helps <laughs> you get clear on what you want in that, those first few pages of getting started. And then it essentially walks you through a three-step process of previewing your week every week, of planning every night the night before, and then we have the best day morning practice. And putting those three things together, they're all included there, um, really helps you to get clear on what your vision is. This whole process, essentially, I took everything that I have been doing over the last five years and I made it a product. Like when people say, right. how do you stay so focused? How is it that you're doing all the things you do and you're a mom and you only work two days a week? Now I just moved to working three days a week and that's my max. Um, how yeah. do you do all these things? I made a product that taught you what I do, right? I, yeah. I How I got clear on what mattered so that everything that didn't just fell to the wayside, Um And it does all of that in this one product. And then I also just around that, we created this brand, this community. We have an online community that's away from social media uh, where I have workshops and classes and I get to actually like really build relationships with women and hear them, hear what they're going through, hear their experiences, hear how they're using our products, our services. Uh, We have a program called Right Now Routine that helps women get clear on how to create routine that works for their lives. And so we've, Put all these things in place, starting with the Best Today Guide, then giving women this community so that they have all the resources that they need to show up as their best one today at a time. And that's where my focus is. I love it so much. And it's very simple. I think even when I was training people in business, my clients always said, you make what seems so difficult simple. And that's what I'm trying to do for everyone in their lives. Because I think if if you look without knowing what someone else on the other side is doing, it can look complicated. But I have found all the people I know who are successful by multiple definitions of success, have found a way to get clear on what matters, really focused, have a clear vision, and their lives are pretty simple. Their businesses yeah. are pretty simple. Um, Their wealth is pretty simple, you know, how they have even built that. And so I'm trying yeah. to put put that in the hands of as many women as possible. And so that's what I primarily do. I do also do some consulting for small companies, small businesses. I actually did one for a law firm, um, but oh. I primarily like to, yeah, that was really fun and interesting doing training for their senior associates. Um, but tr- typically with small teams, small business teams, helping them learn up process I created called peace pace progress and that's really about getting building a mission-minded company and really how to get work mm-hmm. done on the day-to-day from the big picture down to what what we're doing every single day I do some of that training um, I really love doing that but this year my my main focus has been on the best today brand and I may pick up a little bit more of the consulting and then of course speaking um, this year has kind of limited that but I've been doing a lot of um, being hired for virtual speaking as well for companies for teams um, things like that so I that's primarily how I spend my time um amongst those three things.
1: Yeah. And you know, I I watched your video sort of outlining what's in the in the um journal. And it also seems to me like it's so focused on simplifying but also being really purposeful because right. you have to identify yeah, what what are those core things that you're trying to accomplish and not get lost in the weeds?
0: Yeah, because otherwise, if you don't have a vision for your life, I, I say you wake up every day and you're just existing. What is it yep. that you're moving toward? You don't ha- you're just you're just getting up and just doing the things you know to do. You're going to go to sleep. and You're going to do that again all over until you get to the end of your life. And I don't want anyone who has a desire for that not to be their lives. I want to help you. If you don't desire that kind of life, if that doesn't sound like what you want to do, let me help you because there is a different and a better way. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it sounds like you found this balance for yourself in your professional life and carving out time for your personal and family and kids and all of that. And that, that works well
0: for you. Yeah. And the reason it works well is one, I don't seek balance, I believe. Uh, And I always make sure life is first. So I don't carve out time for life. My life is my life. That is the container. And then the thing is, okay, if this is what I want my container to look like for me, I want it to look like um, being a present parent. I want it to look like when school was physically in schools, you know, picking my daughter up from carpool. And so knowing the kind of life that I want to live first, I said, what kind of business do I want to now mold that age? Right. I didn't say, hey, I want to do this thing in my business. And where can I piece little pieces of life in there? Because that at the end of the day, you come to the end of your life. And if the only thing someone can say at your funeral is, man, she, she was a great business owner. For me, that is complete waste of a life. Um, yeah. I didn't want that to be the case. Um, that might be one thing that someone might mention, but it won't be the first, it won't be the second, it might not even be the third, it will be a part of my story, not all of it. Um, so the yeah. first thing for me is realizing that life is the container. And then how do we carve out other things that aid into the life. So my business blesses my life. Um. Not, I don't exist for my business. And I think coming to that, yeah. understanding that realization was a huge a reason why I have so much peace. And I think why so many women um, do um, feel a rapport with me is because they see that that's lived, that's my truth. Um, yeah. The second thing is, I Shift and change things as I go. You know, for two, almost two years, I worked a minimum of anywhere from zero to two days a week. Um, some for one for a whole year, I didn't have any type of childcare after I had my son, and I still was doing everything I do now, but I did it differently. I made my business shift. The same thing yeah. with this year and now being homeschooling, and so it's just go ebbing and flowing and making, and I do everything for the long game. Like I play for the long game. I'm not playing for what works right now. I'm playing for what will work 10 years from now, 20 years from now that will really get, um, plant seeds that are going to build deep roots. So that's another important thing. Um, but for me, I think it all starts with getting clear on what you want for your life. And then I built a business that worked around that. I have a business that allows me just to work. Like I just started working three days a week, two weeks ago. So this is like my third week, three days a week. Um, it's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, so that I have Monday to slowly enter the week Friday to spend time with my children um, a little bit more than I would during the work days and just really creating that so that the things that matter to me come first. And I think whatever that is for you, because for someone else, it could be something completely different. And I want that for them. It's just, I want you to first know what matters and then build your life and your business. If you're going to have a business around that, as opposed to thinking there's this one formula, it's not because you get to decide what that looks like for you. And because I think the reason I attract women, even who don't have my same values or priorities or desires, it's because they understand that I understand yours can look differently, but I can, but I'm living in mine and I can help you live in yours.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That, that makes total sense. And it's, I find it really um inspiring to create that. And I think particularly for this audience of lawyers who I think are, can often fall into the category of people who life kind of just happens to them that you just kind of end up at a firm and you end up mm-hmm. having somebody else's timeline and priorities dictate your life yes. and and it's hard to differentiate yourself from your identity as a lawyer and meeting all of those external goals. So I think this is like such an important message for this group of people. <laughs> yeah. um, because I think, uh, yeah, I think it's something that a lot of people find challenging to tap into.
0: Yeah, it really is. And being at a firm is very complex. I don't know any of my friends who are women at firms who are, this is just Temporary for them. Even friends who are partners, you know, they this is not where they want to spend the rest of their days. Um, and yeah. that's not everyone's story. If you can make it work for you, and it works, and it's what again—that's the beauty of everyone getting to choose. But right. um, I just wish law firms would catch on because they're losing some of the smartest people that have ever walked in their doors, and these women who are leaving because it's just the structure in so many firms. Not every firm. But um, yeah the, yeah, the reality is you are building someone else's vision and um, your health, your mental health, your emotional health, your physical health, your spiritual health, your family, your, these things don't matter to them. It's like how, how many hours exactly. while, that's what yeah. matters. And if that's the life you want to live, you know, you go for it. But I knew that was not what I wanted. When I looked at the people ahead of me, I didn't want, I didn't want my life to to mirror any of them.
1: Yes. <laughs> I know that feeling. So, you know, you've had this really interesting journey when you look back, is there any advice you would have given yourself sort of early in law school or early in your career? Would you have done anything differently?
0: You know, I would have I would have told myself, I wish I would have known and thought this way even when working at a firm that that's a business too. You're the business. You're marketing yourself every day. Um so even there were some things that I just didn't enjoy doing and I didn't work enjoy working with those people. Um, and it showed. It showed in, you know, how I it just showed. Cause I just yep. didn't enjoy them. I didn't enjoy the work. I thought the work was kind of beneath me to be honest. Um, because I again I had come from spending summers doing this really thought-provoking, complex litigation work at these boutique firms. And now I was doing what I thought was pretty basic stuff for the most part. And I did get to do some really fun and challenging things for some partners, but it just showed, like, I just stopped caring. And I wish I would go back and tell myself, even in the stuff that is like that, you are a business of one and to still, you know, I always showed up for my clients and did top-notch work, but it was like the I just didn't care at a certain point and I would have thought about you are a business. And so always um, remember that, that, you know, your next opportunity, which may not even be in the law firm could still be attached to something that you're doing here. And to always keep that in mind, I've never, I don't burn bridges or anything of that nature, but I, I wish I would have thought of that or told myself or known that I tell a lot of people that now who work for anybody um, that you always just show up as your very best because, um you are representing the business of you and that's really important yeah. um yeah. another thing i wish i would have told myself was just that um gosh in hindsight i'm glad i left when i did um i don't know if i would have told myself to leave earlier or soon or sooner cuz i i really do believe everything you can learn from all the experiences in life um yeah. when it comes to like things like this like a career so I'm glad for the whole journey and I'm glad for the way things have panned out because I don't know if it, if changing one thing would have changed where I am right now. And I'm really, really happy with where I am right now. I'm really, um, really just enjoy, you know, what I do every single day, even when it gets hard. Um, so yeah, I think the best thing is just to remind myself to always show up, always show up as your best because you are always representing the business of you.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think that's fantastic advice. And just really uh, aspirational to see how your journey has taken you to this place where it's just you can hear it in your voice, like how much this works for your life. And that's just the goal for everyone, you know, but it's it's a journey <laughs> for sure. Yeah. So Shantae, tell us where people can find you.
0: Yes. Well, I am always, Instagram is my favorite place to hang out on social media. I'm at Shantae Grant. That's S-H-U-N-T-A-G-R-A-N-T. And then you can learn more about what I do to help women at besttodayguide.com.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you so much again for taking time out of your now 3-day work week <laughs> to chat with me. I really appreciate it. Thank you. All right, bye.